Yeah, yeah like the phones do. You know what's crazy? Better, webcams. So you're recording yeah. it, but I downloaded an app to let me use my phone as a webcam just to test it out. And even that, the quality is not as great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I got I, I got the new the new iPhone. It's got like the uh, all, right, all the different modes for the camera and stuff, like action and cinematographer and all that crap. Oh yeah. Wait, and you have the those, fourteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm just getting the link out. We're live. Just FYI. Yo. That's a webcam. Will it? What up, yeah. Gen Nation? We got the uh, we got the train wreck in the house. Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be the focus today. But we want to briefly talk about the Last of Us before yeah. we uh, before we ignore that because that was another baller episode. Uh, I'm just yeah. getting a nice little thumbnail up for the YouTube video because the standard one is. Garbage. What up, Facebook user? What up? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Bam, bam. We got Facebook user in the comments already. Yeah, already. But actually, so in the description, I don't know if you guys saw this, but in the description, I left instructions on if you're if you're watching us through Facebook, on how to allow Streamyards permission to show your name. So. If you feel like oh, following really? those those steps, oh, I think, everyone has to do that individually. Individually, I, I oh think I think the, the users themselves have to go into Streamyard, <laughs> Facebook.com, Streamyard, and allow and get permission. So that's basically a way to get everybody who watches us to also Damn join the Facebook Streamyard Facebook. So, but anyway, all right, got the new thumbnail said, up. Fuck up, that! Fellas? It's the captain, bitches. What's up, fellas? It's the captain, bitches. What's going on, man? What uh, I know uh, the captain himself was supposed to join me for Ant-Man and uh, opted to go watch uh, wrestling instead, which, I, you know, no. It was a better use of your time. Your two hours. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Elimination so, Chamber uh, was amazing. Check out the Oversell podcast this week about it. Overstow podcast coming out this week. They'll be doing it just like we're doing a deep dive on Ant Man. They'll be doing a deep dive on uh, full elimination, recap. elimination Chamber. Full recap. But now, before we jump into Elimination Chamber, let's real quick, let's just kind of <laughs> go over The Last of Us. Episode six, we had a, a new episode. This yeah. was uh, for fans of the game. My opinion is f- fantastic episode, but also a little boring. Uh, for people who weren't fans of the game or just don't know what the what happens in the game, I imagine it's going to be a little bit of a higher kind of a reaction to it. Um, but uh, let's start with uh, Zuplex since you're you have not played the game up to this point. Yeah, what did you think about the uh, show? I, I mean, I really like this episode. Um, I like the little bit of world building they did with the Wyoming camp and Joel and Ellie have such a great dynamic together. Um, these two actors working together. The ending, of course. Yeah of it really like left you on a cliffhanger and and if you haven't played the game yeah, you really don't know I, i'm sure for you guys it's a little bit different because you guys kind of know what's going to happen with that situation but well, basically joel gets stabbed in a fight with a bunch of raiders and you don't know if he's going to be um making it out and ellie's trapped yeah. in the middle of like a, a snowy forest with him and trying to survive you know, trying to take care trying of him. to survive this so, is uh, Fred. You, you you probably agree with me. This is a moment that I've been waiting for. I've, I've been kind of you know wondering when they're going to bring it up. Um, I almost feel like they brought it up quickly, almost a little too quickly. Well, uh, I I just exactly. I just feel like um, Joel getting stabbed 
and Ellie now oh. having to basically kind of keep him alive while also surviving. I just felt like I could have used probably another episode of them not being meeting up with people and just surviving a little more of like their actual um, trek through the country, essentially, Ver- instead of having what happened last episode. And then all of a sudden, three months later, now they're they meet up with jo- with uh, Joel's brother. My, I'm kind of my... I'm, I'm happy that they told us it was three months later instead of just being like, yeah, like, like we were talking about like the Game of Thrones thing where they just kind of like fast travel everywhere. Like now that like it's just been three months of them trekking through across the, the country. The picture, uh, uh, I'm assuming you're the captain. The picture does look like Brokeback Mountain, but I promise you, this is this is much better than Brokeback Mountain. I promise Facts. you. Promise you that. My thing is, uh, uh, the I will say the one negative. I'm still gonna say the show's a ten out of ten because I won't say anything bad about the show. Um, I won't give it a bad rating. But uh, the one negative I will say though is that so it's almost like they're in a rush, and part of what makes the game so compelling is the little moments when you're in during the gameplay where the characters are talking to each other and you kind of see them connecting and starting to get a little more comfortable. And I feel like in the show, we get, we got that a little bit, I think in episode uh, two, it is when we first saw the joke book, but then since then we haven't gotten that. It's just been, they get here, they meet people that have to deal with it. They get here, they meet people that have to deal with it. Now in this episode, in this episode is the same thing. Three months later, they meet up with Tommy almost immediately, and we don't get enough of the of them just traveling and having to rely on each other as much as I want. They, I, 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 they did travel more in this episode than I feel like they did in other ones, though, because in other ones are in a set place. Like the last two episodes were was in Kansas City the whole time, basically, which and, still makes uh, no sense. And the, <laughs> yeah, and then the time before that was a whole episode uh, of Bill in the past, so that made less sense. That that should have been more of Joel and Ellie exploring and walking. Um, and it looks uh, like the next episode is just going to be Ellie in the past. It's, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to, it looks like, so there's um, a lot of people are familiar with the Left Behind DLC. It was basically the DLC told the story of Ellie before she met up with Joel while she was trying to, survive and help Joel and whatever after he gets stabbed which is so the next episode looks like it's literally telling that exact DLC that whole episode looks like it's going to be DLC and it's called left behind for a reason um so you'll get it both you'll get both you'll get some of the time with her current gotcha. times and then also in the past and what happened with her um without so spoiling anything I'm running into a problem with this show which, um, which is here just hear me out on this because so they changed they changed um, the whole like spores to the bite and this and the other thing, which we we all kind of agreed like made more sense for a show. But what I didn't realize this episode while watching it, when you get to the campfire scene of them of Joel and Ellie talking, is that made me start thinking a bit like when you know they're talking about like the future and like what's next, and then a lot of the, a lot of this episode was like even with Tommy talking about the future and what's next and how she's going to save everybody and and she, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. Isn't that vaccine kind of useless at this point? Because I mean, my thing is with the with the amount that the virus with the the fungus has grown, and that you have these huge hordes of of infected, right? The vaccine is pre- going to prevent more infected, right? Right. So mm-hmm. they're not biting to infect people anymore. They're just ripping people to shreds. We saw that we've seen them basically this whole time, you know. So well, you're gonna like, see like that vaccine isn't as important as it was for when it was spores, is my point. 
I mean, that's probably I don't know if that's Maybe. untrue. I, I don't. I, I, all I can say is I don't have a, a real argument against what you're saying. Um, but I guess the idea is if they are vaccinated and don't have to worry about turning into an infected. They can maybe fight back more and start to clean, cleanse. Yeah, like you still have to clear the entire planet of this fungus, right? Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's my problem with it is that like you still have to clear the entire planet of the fungus. So, I I, I mean, they're not, and it doesn't seem like the fungus is really out there to infect anybody else. They're they're more on like eradication mode at this point, right? Because like they just kind of like work to it's not like they're out there like sneakily like trying to bite people and then just like run well, away and get more more infected there's different levels of it so like the runners mm-hmm. are trying to infect they're not trying to just maim yeah. and kill but the the bloater and the stalker is really more of like i'm just going to rip you into pieces and not only yeah the clicker is going to just rip you rip you apart. Yeah, it's, it goes back to what you, so. it goes back to like what tess said in the second episode she's like yeah you're immune but you're not immune to getting ripped to shreds right yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I, I don't know. For some reason, like, it really clicked with me in this episode with all of them talking about, like, the future. I guess I started thinking about, like, yeah, what if Ellie does, like, wind up, they create a, a vaccine out of her? How's that even going to work? Because, like, if it was right. spores, it makes sense because then you don't have to worry about breathing in infected spores, you know, because you I won't mean, get infected. But since it's only the bite, like now, I'm kind of like pulling back on the whole change of of how they infect. It's a now it makes less sense to me because of the, well, because of the vac- the vaccine makes less sense to me. I should say. Any real answer? I think that Frederick I give you uh, almost spoils how it ends, how the first season's going to end. I should say. So uh, I don't know if we can really respond in an intuitive way. Fantastic, but, great yeah. talk. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what I'm saying. No, no, br- like, you bring, he brings up a great point, uh, but we can't really expand on it too much. Right. But um, I don't want to spoil the, it. The sport, know? the sport change does pose the problem of the effectiveness of the vaccine. So I do agree with that. Um, but I don't, I don't know, because like I, I feel like when the horde was coming into the museum went with tests. They kind of ignored her because they already felt she was bitten. So maybe it's more of a thing where, like, um, besides the one that makes out with her for some reason, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it might be a thing where it's like once they get the Im- immunity, they no longer want to go after them. They, it, it, it's kind of like, oh, they already have it type of thing, and they kind of move on. I, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. That's a, it's a yeah. It's definitely a, a good point to make. I still think the show is a ten out of ten. I don't care what anyone says. I'm a I'm a Last of Us fanboy. <laughs> no, like listen, I love the episode. This isn't like a knock against the show at all. It was just something that, like, for for whatever reason, the way they were uh, speaking in the show, like a lot a lot of it had to do, like I said, a lot of it had to do with like the future, what the future holds for everybody, and like how to like move on with with this thing. And I started thinking about like the vaccine, and just all of a sudden, it wasn't lining up for me. You know, I got you. I do have a question for you, Fred. Um, so an added wrinkle to the show that um, was not in the game is Joel's age and how it's affecting him. How he's, he can hear less. He's not as strong. He's not as quick. Do you think that that makes him a better character or a worse character than he was in the games? It's kind of annoying to me, like that he's older and dealing with more health problems or whatever. Um because we didn't have to deal with that in the game. And I guess it is for TV effect, I get, but uh, 
I don't know, man. I'd rather him be a little bit younger, maybe in his 40s rather than 50s, and being able to like keep up and handle his business without having to deal with all this. I mean, I getting stabbed is one thing, but having like heart problems or whatever is right. uh that i don't know it just feels it to me and and shoot me if you want I, a lot of times like there there's things that they do in shows or movies that ends up being a crutch like um let's say an actress is pregnant on a show I feel like it's always about the pregnancy and it kind of just the story all revolves around that rather than like what's going on outside of that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now we're just going to keep focusing on Joel's health rather than maybe what's going on in the grand scheme of things. Right. So it might end up just being a crutch, but I I don't know. So it's fine. So I kind of, I tend to agree. I didn't agree. I actually liked the fact that they aged him up and that, you know, Think he made comments like you can't crouch walk for three hours, and you know after he beat that guy in the first episode, his hand was all bloody, and he thinks he fractured a bone. Little details like that were cool, but this. I episode, mean, I feel like that would be a thing no matter what age you are. If you're beating the crap out, yeah, of it someone, doesn't matter about the age. Your knuckles, right? But I, but I, it, my point is, it didn't bother me. None of the little things they added didn't bother me until even like the hearing thing didn't really bother me much until yeah. this episode when he's having those the panic attacks. Yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. all right. I, I, then I kind of agree with you. It's like, all right, now all of a sudden we're more concerned <laughs> about the panic attacks than whether he's going to protect Ellie. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. the whole point of this is he's has another daughter essentially that he's starting to grow connected to. And the focus should be on that, not on how scared he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, that I, I don't know if I love that aspect of it. Um, you know, and then like I, and yeah. my only other complaint, like I said, is that I feel like we got to the stab moment. Just almost like I know there's only three, now three episodes left, but I feel like we should have had ten, a ten episode season and kind of one full episode of them just traveling together instead of you know even every time we have seen them travel, they travel a little bit in the beginning of the episode, then they get to a destination and they got to deal with shit. Why can't yeah. we have one episode of them traveling, beginning to end, just them connecting? Doesn't have to be a big action heavy episode. You know, there's plenty of areas in the game like. Going through the dam, which they didn't do, they kind of you know gave us a little Easter egg, but they didn't have to go through it in this game in this show. Going through a sewer at one point or underwater tunnels, like you know they've kind of briefly touched on those things, but they haven't shown us that. And I would have liked one episode where they show us that. At this point, there's no time for that. They have enough story for the next three episodes where yeah. we're not going to we're not going to get those moments. But that's yeah, just going back, nitpicking. Going back to the to the age thing, um, I I think. It was a mistake for them to do a twenty-year gap in the beginning. They just kept it. They could have done like I know they were trying to follow like the the game went the, from well, the game was twenty years. What doesn't mean you have to do that in the movie? No, the, the game was ten. Years. The game was ten years. I'm pretty sure the game was twenty. They went from 2003 to 2013. Was it? I guess it was. Yeah, it was pretty sure then. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was only ten years. And this one, they decided to go from 2003 to 2000. 23 they could have just started at 2013 and went to 2023 you know what i'm saying if that was the 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 route that they wanted to take i understood where they did it but like i don't know i i I felt like the uh the age of joel kind of starts taking away from like the mystique of joel a little bit you know, because you're like, all right, he's up there. Like, how is he doing all these things? Like, he's 56, but he's you know, not doing uh, anything. Like, that's I guess that's the 
as a as a as a fan of the game, oh. right? You do so much with Joel. You play the whole first game as Joel. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's kind of like you know he's not doing the things that that we've seen him do. Like my I guess my thing is like I don't know him him getting beat essentially by that young kid in episode four. You know it was fine, but the Joel that I'm used to, f- fuck that kid's up. Fuck that kid up, no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the headshots all over he, the place. I guess yeah. you saw him with the headshots in the in episode five, but I don't know. We just haven't seen we haven't really seen him be but even that, like they made goal. a they made a yeah. point. If you if you go back to like episode five, like they really made a point to that he that he was like missing his first like four first shots, shot. five yeah. shots yeah. until he like honed it in. It's like, oh he hasn't used a gun in forever. They like they, they yeah, try to make it like on it. Like and then all of a sudden, like he couldn't miss after that, you know. Like he, it takes mm-hmm. him time now to to like he needs like a warm up for every action that he's doing. Yeah, and I don't know if that's really, you know, pushing we, the uh, yeah the story in the right direction. Like well, Chris said in part one, you're basically uh, a badass the whole time. Yeah. From start to finish, he yeah. has zero emotion unless it involves Ellie. He has zero right. emotion. That, I think that's the one thing they changed that is that I'm starting to miss. Yeah, and like he doesn't care who you are, where you're from, why you're in this particular spot. <laughs> He's taking you out if you pose any threat right. or if you get in his way in any any chance. Like he he's just taking yeah. him out, and uh, that killer instinct is missing in this version of Joel. It's yeah. kind of more of um. So they, they softened them. They softened him for the for the show. Well, I think I feel my guess is they softened him because without really spoiling anything, there are moments that are that should be coming up, especially with the way they followed the game so closely. There are a couple of moments that are going to be coming up where that kind of vicious badass, like you know, like take no prisoners, Joel is going to appear, and I'm thinking the idea is soften him up so that when that does come, it kind of it almost hits more, but yeah, uh, maybe like I think I think one thing I, the show needed that I I think I'm missing, and I think I made a joke about this. I think when episode one came out, that as long as somebody threw a brick to distract some uh, a clicker or to distract the infected, um, I'd be happy. They haven't done that. Like a big part of the game is them sneaking through an area. Maybe like they are forced to go through a dark building or something, and yeah. there are there are runners and clickers. But you have to instead of fighting them, you avoid them. That's the kind of the whole point. Yeah. Um, they haven't done that yet, and I feel like to keep the threat of those things alive, we should have after episode two, when we first saw the clickers, we should have seen another moment where Joel maybe navigates through a, three or four of them by throwing yeah. things like and a, a heavy, a heavy clicker building where they're just yes. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you just have yes. to I agree. And they, and they don't get caught. Keep the intensity yeah. the whole time. And, you know, maybe they don't get caught at all. He he successfully shows how good he can survive because mm-hmm. he's throwing he's throwing things and figuring out how to, you know, yeah. on the fly how to get past them. But uh, I agree, the show is bullshit. Yeah. I haven't seen one person make a shiv yet. <laughs> yeah, right. They haven't. <laughs> made, no, but, now I, I got again though. We keep we always call out the Easter eggs, right, for the game. He's using duct tape to fix his shoes. Yeah, That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't fix your shoes in the game, but duct tape is your main like yep. thing to just take care of yourself. Um, there's the the dam reveal, which was kind of cool. The whole dialogue in a couple of scenes was straight out of the game. The whole town that Tommy's in is literally the town from Last of Us Part Two. 
So they, yep. they clearly were thinking ahead when they built that set. It looked like identical. It looked identical. Yeah. That's, yeah. It was so the, good. Like they took the game, the town out of the game and made it in real life for sure. That's cool. Um, I mean, like, listen, awesome. man, we, yeah. we've talked incessantly about how close this is to the games. And this is like the first video game adaptation that we've gotten that's been like this close to yeah. the actual yeah. games and stuff. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it's been a hit so far. I mean, even with the with the problems that I'm seeing, it's still they're minor yeah. compared to the overall like. Yeah, it's nitpicking. We're yeah, allowed to nitpick, I mean, right? When they, when it's well, so good, I, I mean, like this episode, like I said, with with what I saw with the vaccine thing, it, it that's a Hello, little bit Facebook more than nitp- that's a little bit more than nitpicking for me, but yeah. um. Cause that could be a major story problem later on. But right. that being said, like, I still love this episode. Like I love the dynamic between Joel and Ellie. I love that they went to a new, new area. They got, to, we got to see all this like world building a little bit, you know, um, the show's been a hit. My question for you is Chris specifically, is that if they fuck this up in the end, are you going to call them out on it? You're going to be the same last of us fanboy that you've been this entire time. So it depends on what you mean exactly. <laughs> it depends on what you mean exactly. Like you're t- are you, when you say if they fuck it up in the end, are you talking about like the last two, three episodes? Like my thing is the show's been so good, right? So let's say I, I don't yeah. want, I can't give any specifics because I don't want to ruin it, but let's say it's phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. The very end of the show, which is a huge, huge part of the, of the in the game story, if they don't do that the right way, will it ruin the whole show? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's just such a phenomenal show. I can't say that. Gotcha. But if like if starting next week, the next three episodes are just like boring and like I'm just kind of like, then the quality of the entire show has to take a dive. Maybe I'll go with from ten out of ten to like a nine out of ten. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my voice. My, I have a major voice in the world of game adaptation, so I want to make sure they know that I, I I'm approving of the show. So but, uh, speaking of ripped right from the uh, the uh, the pages, I guess um, the scene in the house with Joel and Ellie when mm-hmm. they're in the town, that was verbatim, word for yeah. word, yeah, from the game and the television show. Like you can't get much closer. Per- yeah, yeah, it was and that was that was a very powerful scene too. Like that's yeah. one of my most favorite scenes from this episode is that scene. You know, the only thing yeah. they changed really is the the line delivery. You know, the words were all the same. The dynamic was the same. Yeah. Like it was just how the lines were read, which is, you know, that's going to happen because it's different actors playing. the yeah. characters. No, I got you. But, I mean, hey, the, Fred, the, the you sold on Bella Ramsey yet? I was just going to ask that, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Huh. Just I remember it. back in episode one, you were like, I don't know if I see Ellie in her. But I think by episode <laughs> three, you you uh, yeah. or episode two, maybe you gave uh, you yeah, gave her credit. Sure. She's definitely. I'm sold on board. Well. I'm looking forward I'm to her board. playing her in the next season too. Um, they did change though the fact that Tommy has a kid on the way. And well, they like, added that, but but in yeah. the second one, doesn't he have a kid? In the second game, I mean, he might. He might. I'm pretty sure but, he does. Yeah. Um. It, it, this is a prime example of what I was talking about being a crutch. Like now he has a kid on the way and now we're going to miss Tommy and Joel and Ellie out there together. And now you're just going to get Joel and Ellie where the, that's not necessarily true though. Well, he was going, he was going to, yeah, that's true. He was going to lead Ellie 
And then Joel was like, no, she can choose. If she wants me to do it, I'll do it. And then she chose Joel. Right. Right. So uh, to me, it's telling me like, all right, so Tommy's going to stay back. And now we're not going to get that awesome uh, trio messing shit up on their journey to the West. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, gotcha. it, 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 it's well, I mean, Ellie could go left. back. Ellie could go back to the Wyoming camp with Joel. She can find a way to get her back there. I don't know. I don't know how anything else goes. I'm just spitballing Again, for, for uh, the show. We can't really elaborate um, spoiling anything. So I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm me even kinda, saying that already kind of spoils something. So I mean, it kind of does. But I mean, I'm just spitballing for sake of of the show and everything like that. Like we know that the next episode we're spending basically in Ellie's backstory, right? So right there, we know that one episode. There's not going to be much. Yeah moving forward in the current timeline i guess you and then say. we have what two episodes left after that two yeah. episodes so, left after that and yeah. the, I, and though, I feel like those two episodes have to be like or, part one part two of the finale agreed like they need to be maybe, is tommy the in the finale end. in the game do you want to tell you or you want to just yeah yeah it for yourself um is in, Tommy just in the game? Yes is Tommy no. in the finale? Yes yeah. and no. All right, so maybe Tommy maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. So let me throw this at sure. you. Maybe maybe they're gone for a little too long, and Tommy realizes something's wrong and goes out looking for them, and finds you know Joel. Ellie. It's it's now maybe. on the internet, and we'll have to revisit this after we yeah. finish the show. Yeah, I, I, listen, it, I I hope so because. He's too good of an actor to just leave sidelined. And like what we got from him in episode one, and then the little bit we got from him in episode in this past episode, it's like <laughs> he should be utilized more because he right. was utilized more in the game. And if right. you're trying to stick yeah. to the game script, why are you benching this character because of now a pregnancy? Um, right. I, see, I don't think it's benched because of the pregnancy, though. That's I think well, that's it's what he said season two. Well, no, he's that's what like, they're saying. I, but like, I think, I think it's more the, the creators on the creator side. I think they're they're benching him to really develop the the uh, relationship between Joel and Ellie. No, I get that, but I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe if we had another the excuse, might be the pregnancy. But I'm saying, like, from a creative side, that like they're really trying to show you the dynamic yeah. between Joel and Ellie, and that you know that Joel's trying to replace what he lost and. All, you know, that's why the Sarah right. conversation happens before, and that's what kind of kicks Joel in the ass to be like, "Fuck, I got, I got to go with her." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, see. I, I, I feel like uh, from I a mean, storytelling you know, standpoint, standpoint, it makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like again, you guys, this is where we're going to run into like different differences in opinion because you guys played the game this far and I didn't. So from a pure storytelling standpoint of a show, it makes sense that that would be that Joel would be going with Ellie. Right, like by yeah, himself, yeah. You know, I don't disagree. The thing is, I think as as fans of the game, we just wanted to see, yeah, like certain and moments, and, and you know, that's the thing. It takes Tommy from working what you together. were expecting. Yeah, Joel and Tommy working together is some some of the best moments of the game for me. Um, right, and it's just, and the fact that we have such a great actor playing Tommy, <laughs> it's like right. it's it just seems like such a waste to just, just have him sit in Wyoming. Think of it this way: in, in season two, we're going to get more of Tommy. You know what I mean? Who's and I, I believe we're going to get more of Tommy and Joel, especially in the early in the season. Yeah. Again, without spoiling what happens in, in uh, episode two or season two. 
Uh, let's see. We got a comment here. Could you see a situation where the show is so good, season two covers part two of the game, and they greenlight a season three before part three of the game comes out? Well, yes. they've already no. basically said that by the end of season one, uh, the no. entire game one is going to be covered. So season yeah. game two will at least be seasons two and three. Um, yeah. But I could see maybe season two being good enough that they break that into three parts because that is a long game and there's a lot yeah. of story in that game. So I could see them having one season focused on one particular character, season five almost focused on another character. And then so neither of you think four, that there's a world where we get a season of the show before the, the game comes out? No. 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 You guys are out of your minds. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I mean, only because the, the guy, the guy like, said it himself. When is, yeah. when is the game coming out, though? Do we have, even have like a timeline no. of when this third game is going out? Right, Actually, so, Naughty Dog doesn't even want to make a third game. So the guy Neil, who you don't think the show, if they have a bona fide hit on their on their hands, they're going to keep making seasons of this? Let me ask you this question: Does Vince Gilligan make shows just because he's told to, or that, that he this guy's not Vince Gilligan? Well, after this, after this show, he is Vince Gilligan. Is and all right, we're talking about HBO. They gave us. Right. They gave us eight seasons of Game of Thrones, right? Based off of basically like, yeah, no, no, they weren't. That's the thing is what Chris is like the last like six. Just, just episode, season seven and eight were not written. Season six were not had written. some stuff that wasn't. And season yeah. six had some stuff that was. But season seven and eight was completely. It was it was written down in George R. R. Martin's head. But uh, it, the books weren't. Allegedly. Added, so he had to give them like. Yeah, yeah we'll never know no. that's we'll never know no, if that's true or not. No, one hundred. I, I believe he's got an outline somewhere. I believe he has yeah. a big uh, cork My, board with string tying everything together, and that's basically that he's showed the yeah. Benioff and Weiss. Look, th this is basically season book seven and eight, and they said. Uh, okay, we'll make a couple seasons out of that then, and then they yeah, screw it up. My so. thing is, if it's a bona fide hit, HBO is going to continue making seasons of it. I I I'm with you, uh, Scythe. I, I will would. put money that they're not going to make last of us before the games are, are out i do believe though that they will tap into other sony properties because of how good the last of us yeah. all right my seen. thing is like and you just said it yourself like naughty dog they're not necessarily even on board for making a third game so yeah, you think we get, we get four seasons of this show it's a bona fide hit everybody loves it it's winning emmys all over the place and hbo's like Let's write a fifth season. Yeah, they're dude, not like let's write a fifth season. Band of Brothers had two seasons. They won Emmys and Band of Brothers was a mini series. Let's. It's not up. It's not a mini series. Huh? It's not HBO. They own the rights. They own the rights. No, they they own the they don't own the creation. Not distribution. The um, uh, it's like not streaming rights. Whatever it is, put on TV, but they don't own the rights. Don't own the They don't own the IP. That that is strictly Sony. That's a Sony property. Okay, and, uh, again, Sony. You don't think Sony with a bona fide hit on their hands Sony is going owns to make the game, bro? So if Sony wants a part three, they're gonna uh, obviously try to push for a part three game. But if Neil, the person who writes it, is saying, "I don't think there's a story there," so I don't think I'm gonna create a part three. Right. Then and they're gonna say, then... "Neil, you're fired. Get us somebody that can write a part three. And then like, maybe a game. Not have, you will not have the same success if it's i didn't say it was going to have the same success i'm talking about will they make another like i'm not saying that the next seasons that they make will be good or not i'm that. just saying that they're gonna make them yeah. i'm saying it's like, not gonna make it's not gonna nope. happen i think this is a a three season maybe four if they really stretch yeah uh part two out it's gonna be a three season run unless 
Neil says, I got part three game in the pipeline. Don't worry about it. Start I think if Neil's like, season. hey, guys, I'm done. I'm We're not going to make this show anymore. And Sony and HBO are like, dude, fuck you. Get out of here. Let's bring in Vince Gilligan to make the fucking fourth, the fifth season. I would They're be gonna down do for it. that, man. Like, I would be down for that. We're talking I want to see about, the blue meth in the last We're talking about the entertainment business in a business right now where they're squeezing every last drop. I know this is what, not what you guys want, and like that's why you guys are saying this. No, look at reality. I don't. I think it's not going to happen. In reality, I don't think it's right. even a possibility. I feel like Neil Druckmann and <laughs> you don't um, think it's a possibility. I'm telling you, Neil Druckmann and I can't think of not the guy's name. The, the, the guy who's already with on the show. paper. The two of them have been so adamant that they will not make a season of the show. Yes, the and that doesn't mean that Sony and HBO won't make one without them. But I don't think they would say that. Unless they already knew that they had the backing of Sony, I don't know about HBO. I mean, I, you know, HBO is HBO, but I'm telling you, I don't think so. But anyway, I digress. All right, because that's just that conversation is not yeah. going to get us anywhere. Now let's talk about the big dog, because that's <laughs> what, unless you guys have anything else to say about the Last of Us, let's talk about the big dogs. And by big dog, I mean the the little person of the MCU and the big, big threat of the uh, next phase. Oops, wrong button. Next phase of. Uh, of the MCU. Let's pull this picture. The winner of a possible Razzie in the future. No, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So let's let's <laughs> let's start off with our our rank our ratings for the for did the movie. It, hold on before we start. Did Eternals get nominated for Razzies? No. The Eternals? The Eternals? No. Oh, no. the Eternals? Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that movie got some praise for for when it came out. I mean, Marvel fans were in the yeah, but it, it had I like terrible terrible reviews from the critics. I mean, that, but again, That's this goes back to what we were talking about: is that I'd never trust critics because this right. this movie got terrible terrible reviews, and I have no idea what they that. were talking about. Yeah, I get so, that. that. That's cool. why I'm asking if Eternals had it because they <laughs> have the me. same they have the same rating. Basically, so, Scythe, I uh, started with Zuplex before. I'm going to come wow. to you first. If you saw Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania, uh, one out of 10, what do you rank the movie? What do you rate the movie? Uh, in my initial review, I think I ranked it a 7.2, but I feel like I was being a little more gener- generous on it. Um, there, was, there was a lot of flaws to this movie, and uh, I, I'm sure we're going to get into it more yeah, as we sure. go through everything, but. Um, a lot of CGI didn't hold up for me. Uh, I thought Modok looked ridiculous. He was so bad. And I, he was much better with the armor face on than off. He just looked ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay. I, I didn't really like his character, to be honest. Like I, I appreciated that it was still Darren, but I didn't like his personality in it. Okay. I thought it, it should have been done differently, and uh, how they closed him out, I thought was com- well, uh, complete trash. Yeah. We'll get into that. that. Um, just before we jump to Zuplex, my so walking out of the theater, I probably would have given I, I would have given the movie like a seven and a half out of ten. But like you, I feel like I was being generous, and it was more of like the movie didn't suck, and I like I enjoyed it walking out of it, so I was kind yeah. of riding a high. But the more I thought about it, the more I kind of talked. to to myself about it essentially i think i would probably drop that rating to like maybe like a six and a half six, to nine. six point eight like somewhere like yeah. maybe like high six is really a realistic number for me that's kind um, of where i was 10. sitting 
Um, but mm-hmm. Zuplex, what about you? What would you rank? What would you rate the movie? Um, so full disclosure, I saw I saw this this morning. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm kind of at the same point of you guys of that. I'm gonna at like a seven point five because it's still kind of fresh in my head. Um, I'm sure like the more I, you know, pick it apart and everything like that. Um, with the glaring plot holes aside <laughs> that exist in this movie, well, so that's a what, we got to get into. Um, we need to get a, have a structured uh, deep dive of this because there's yeah. a lot. There's like each aspect. I agree with I like the things I didn't like. I agree with Fred on the Modoc thing. Like he just looked Let's ridiculous. Let's start. Um, and now, like Modoc, Modoc looks ridiculous in the comics, so it makes sense. But the CGI on his face was so bad. It, it was, was terrible. So, so me- bad. Like I just like, and then the the whole like change. Like I get it that you wanted to make it Darren Cross, and it's like a cool little Easter egg thing, and it makes a lot of sense for this story, but. Modok being Modok in the comics, like being the leader of, of Mojo World, and you know, being this killing machine and everything like that. Like you got glimpses of it, glimpses of it in this movie, but like it, the, well, the ending really, really bothered me. For, so for on, bad. let's let's focus real quick on on his look. So I had this yeah. conversation with somebody at work. You know, I I agree, <laughs> it looked pretty ridiculous, right? Um, however. How much better could it have could it have looked in live That's action? A fair I mean, point. It's, it's a it's a giant face or a yeah. giant head with a tiny tiny arms and legs. Like I you like know, I said, Modok's like, a ridiculous character in the comics. So exactly. It's, so I yeah. feel like I feel like using that as your kind of foundation of like your of the expectation or whatever. They nailed it. I mean, they they knocked it out of the park for me. You know, I agree. It looks better with the mask down, and I think it's more comic accurate almost. With the mask down, but yeah. uh, to to have Modok in live action, I mean, th- this goes in there with one of those characters where it's like back oh, in never when Iron Man came out, yeah. Modok wasn't even on a list of anything of a character I thought would be live action for us, and here we have it. And I'll be honest, man, it made me he made me laugh. It was, I I thought he was one of the standout performances of the entire movie. I did not expect to enjoy his character as much as I did. Um, I having mean, said that. Having said that, you know, to your point, both your points, he's supposed to be a machine, whatever his the Modoc stands for. The whole idea is he kills. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He kills things. He's yeah. he's very good at it, and he enjoys it. Designed and he does. only for killing. Designed only for killing. Did he kill a single thing in his entire movie? A couple. I mean, the, we saw him blow up invasion, maybe the, but... the living building. Yeah. He blew up a couple of those, but uh, you know. Really, he didn't kill anyone that mattered, and he and not that he had to kill a major player, but you know, some some of the side characters that the one who was leading the rebellion, he could have killed her. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's no one that important yeah. to the MCU overall, yeah. and it would have shown how into how intense he was. But just like I said, to me, it was like I wasn't disappointed in his look because I, I did not expect anything better than that. You know what I mean? The animated think- Hulu movie show was almost just as good as that, which is great. <laughs> but I feel like if they covered his face more and all you saw was this right i think would be better but the fact that we got to see yeah, the you whole saw the head, head. It, yeah. it just it just didn't if it was right. closer to like an iron man helmet where it's kind of like you know in cl- yeah. encased right. and the and the mask just kind of comes up like i think it would have been a better look um yeah. but like I, I don't know the the ending for me for the modox is really the where they they dropped no one it. shot they, Hold they on, one it. shot, real quick. Uh, Zuplex did not buy a laptop yet. 
I just needed to make sure I acknowledge that. Go ahead. <laughs> Funny guy. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, that's really where they dropped the ball with Modoc right. in, yeah. in my eyes. The, because the Modoc ending was. Yeah. Terrible. Listen, I could deal. I could deal with them. We've talked about this in the past with like Taskmaster and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm okay with them changing like big details about certain characters and stuff like that. Yeah. As long yeah. as they keep the core of what the character is supposed to be the way it's, I don't care if you, if you, you know, make the character white, black, male, female, like uh, change the backstory, name or, you know, whatever, as long as the core of that character stays the same to what that character is supposed to be. Right. And I feel like they, they just do way too far from this in my, in my, mm-hmm. that so being I, said I, with I, everything before, cause like I got, uh, I just want to get this out there before is yeah, that go for um, this was my favorite Ant-Man movie so far. Easily. Like I thought, Easily I thought this was one. better than both previous Ant-Man movies. And um, like this, this movie actually felt like there were stakes to it, which we haven't gotten from an Ant-Man movie yet. It yeah, was a smaller time. story that they were telling, which I thought was going to happen anyway. But I mean, that's I that's. Think, I think that's a negative to the movie, though. How so? I, 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 why? Why is it always a negative? Like, why? Why does every movie because have to be you're dealing with? You? You're dealing with like Kang the Conqueror, so it shouldn't be a small story. I, I don't know. I just feel like we should have gotten uh, a lot more. Um, it, I feel like the stakes should have been realized and, and pushed further with Kang the Conqueror, and I just. He well, it was is, just remember, like this is he just was just a normal bad guy. He just seemed like a normal bad guy, and he, it, it was nothing. But, the, but this is also isn't like the most the scariest Kang. Like Kang the Conqueror is not the scariest Kang in the books. Well, so let's let's stick to that then a little bit. Hold on, let me pull up a picture of Kang so everyone sees it. Um, what? So now at the end of the movie, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the movie, this is your last warning. Uh, at the end of the movie, oh, Scott that. is able to essentially, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's able to essentially defeat Kang and and well, you know kill him, and I, I say that in quotes for a reason. Um, and essentially s- suck him into his own uh, time bo- time engine, or, or I don't know what to multiversal engine. Um, do you think Kang, this version of Kang, is dead, or do you think he just basically was kind of sent to a quantum realm for the quantum realm, and will be back in the future? I mean, it says Kang will return. So you know, yeah. who knows that? Well, because there's because um, all the variants are going to return. Kang, right? But that's my point. Get... So do you think this Kang is the guy that I think he makes is. a comeback and is like the main bad guy, or do you think we've now been introduced to the Council of Kangs and that as a group, that's what we're going to be dealing with? I think that there's going to be another version of Kang the Conqueror. Okay, um, so it'll that, be like a that, variant who's also uh, like a variant that's very close to this one. I think this one specific one is dead. This was like Kang um, the Attempter. Yeah, like what like whatever the they end up calling him, whatever they end up calling him. But at the end of the day, like there's there's millions of variants of Kang out there. So, and you they showed us that like they showed yeah. us at the yeah, end yeah. there that like this is gonna get very very Rick and big. Morty. Did it, do you, yeah. you guys watch Rick and yeah. Morty, right? I mean, did you guys not feel like we were just watching a big episode of Rick 100%. and Morty? 100%. I thought it was the Council of Ricks. Let's fucking go. 100%. That, that. that goopy, you know that goopy creature was 100% mm-hmm. like a, Mies- a Mr. Meeseeks. Like, yeah. just, there was so many ideas <laughs> for the Rick creature. and Morty show that I came from that, that were here. 
I didn't hate that creature, but it was an unnecessary creature. My I mean, one complaint it was there for comedic effect, effect, you know but, what I mean? But my one complaint about this movie versus the other Ant-Man movies, the Ant-Man movies 1 and 2 were 100% comedies with some action, right? But they were focused on the comedy side of it, beginning to end. On this one, this movie, I felt like it didn't really know where it wanted to live. It started off more funny, then all of a sudden it got serious, then it start, gets a little funny again, then it ends, it's supposed to be super intense, and then out of nowhere it's just funny again. I was like, you know, stick, stick to one style. You know I mean? That was one thing that yeah. kind of annoyed me. I mean, I, I think I, a lot I of the humor of landed the for me. It didn't, yeah, for me, yeah. a lot of the humor didn't. So what, yeah. what's funny, um, just kind of jumping ship to the visuals a little bit, uh, Scythe, you said that the CGI, you didn't think landed for you at all. Besides MODOK, um, and like I said before, to me, I kind of felt like how much better can he look? So, you know, I agree yeah. it wasn't the greatest effect, mm -hmm. but I didn't mind it so much. But the rest of the movie, I thought it looked fantastic. Yeah, I really I, had I no problem with the CGI. The Besides yeah, Modoc, the entire movie looked fantastic. Yeah. Quantum Realm looked good. Some of the creatures I thought were eh, but um, I don't know if I can get an image of a. The for the most part, the 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 Quantum Realm itself and a lot of the characters did look fantastic. So your one gripe about the CGI is Modok. Modok and, and like a couple of the creatures that were just randomly there. I felt okay. like, uh, honestly, to me, I felt like this movie is really what I was hoping Doctor Strange 2 would have been visually. Because I feel like Doctor Strange 2, you know, they had that one scene where, where they go through a bunch of universes and then they settle on one that just looks like Earth. So it was like, okay, that's yeah. not, you know, that wasn't anything special. Here we got basically the visuals that i was expecting from dr strange too you know what i mean with the, with the way the background was with all the different environments they were in with all the creatures i mean this was basically a star wars movie they had their mm -hmm. own cantina scene you know what i mean yeah. they, they were just missing the cantina music um yeah, exactly. i will say i will say the look of kang like his powers and like his suit and like i really was just a fan of kang in this movie i thought he was great Jonathan, you know he was killed it Jonathan Majors yeah. obliterated the role, and in, in a couple of short uh, post-credit scenes, he showed us he's just as good as James McAvoy yeah. at playing different characters because each one yeah. of those feels like a different person when it's all the same guy doing it. You know, that brings me back to my original point was that like Kang the Conqueror is not the most powerful Kang, and we saw three of the most powerful Kangs in that end scene. Because Amortis was there, the Scarlet Centurion was there, and um, Tut, I think right, what yeah, Rama was? Tut, um, mm -hmm. they were all there. So, with like with them leading the Council of Kangs, this is gonna get like wild, really, really now, wild. It should. My biggest concern, sticking to with Kang and just the kind of the, the through line to Kang Dynasty, because Feige has said over and over again that. This movie is a direct line to Kang Dynasty. Do yeah. we see Kang pop up, or where else do we see versions of Kang pop up before we get there? Because um, we can't go from this, to, and then we don't see him again until Kang Dynasty. He's got to pop up again, yeah. otherwise yeah. no one's going to give a shit. Well, I was thinking about Loki. that today. Well, besides yeah, we'll Loki, though, see Loki, Loki. Stick with the movies for a second. Like, you know, th there's a handful of movies coming out between now and Kang Dynasty. Yeah. He has to pop up, and where do you think he pops up? Um, I was thinking about this today, and know. with the slate of movies that they have coming out before Kang Dynasty, I don't see a glaring, obvious right. choice. That's my right. problem, right? 
he and can't just that, no, be Loki, the and then all of a sudden now he's Kang Dynasty, and that's the big Avengers movie. Like, well, there's no way they hit Loki season two. He's definitely dealing all Avengers. with Kang. Right, that's one one show, six episodes. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe yeah, a little yeah. more. I don't even know. Maybe but my more. thing is like, I agree with you. Thunderbolts. There's no real space for Kang there, right? Secret Invasion. Uh, I don't see it. Deadpool Armor Wars. 3. I don't see it. If Deadpool three has Kang, that's a little shitty. Everyone wants to really wants to worry about Deadpool and Wolverine. Nobody really cares who the bad yeah. guy is for that movie. So, I like, think you know. Personally, Armor I think Wars, what's going to yeah, end up happening is you're going to get a bunch of after credit scene that involve Kang. Which is, is fine. In, is that in enough? Movies? Fine. I, don't know. I mean, it was fine for Thanos. It, 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 yeah, it was fine for Thanos. Right, it was fine for Thanos. But if you just keep doing the same shit with Thanos, it's not going to ever feel as intense, you know. Well, we've already but, seen like one version of Kang that was a, a complete like maniac bad guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like now, if you if you just give us sprinklings of like Ramon Tut at the end of this, and then the Scarlet Centurion at the end of that, and like Mortis at the end of this, then you're like, oh, like shit. Like, more. I mean, I, I, mean, like, I probably, agree with you. Are you going to see Tut? <laughs> wait, uh, wait, no, I know we, we got it. Uh, I, I don't even know this person's name on Twitch, but uh, Creed 3, that's the next time we see Kang. Yeah, that's definitely and, next uh, time we see Kang. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe are, that's enough. He's beating see... the shit out of Ant-Man, and it, like, his, his like, sleeves were off. Now he's gonna fight yeah, Killmonger. No, he's gonna he bring Killmonger back to the He was boxing the shit out of him, man. Yeah. Yo. Oh, so one thing I will it, say it is was like, like Thanos fighting the Hulk. Well, it was, it, it was it's funny box. to me that I was thinking going into the movie, like, so Ant Man's the guy who's gonna introduce us to, to the next big bad that's supposed to be worse than Thanos. And I'm thinking of all people, why Ant Man? Because you know, Iron Man went toe to toe with Thanos, got his ass beat. Hulk went toe to toe with Thanos, got his ass yeah. beat. Thor went toe to toe with Thanos and got his ass beat. Like. There's, why would Ant-Man be the guy? So I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. I'm very grateful that Kang just basically fucked him up. I mean, it was yeah. um, unless he if he didn't get blindsided by hope, there's no way that there's even a sweat on a, on a Kang. Yeah. You know, they yeah, which beat Kang more than Ant-Man did, which is pretty which funny. also brings me back to my point of this was not the most powerful Kang, right? Right, right. Um, and I think that was not, I think that was on purpose. That. Well, it's a good thing you say that because up until now. As someone who doesn't know much about Kang in the comics, the way the trailers are, this guy and the way they talk about him, this guy yeah. is going to be unreal, unbelievably strong. Well, and it gets, when I was it, watching it gets movie, convoluted, I, right? Because like when I was watching the movie, I thought I remember I thought to myself, like, I mean, he's losing. Like, yeah, he's just you know, a normal yeah. villain. Like, he's he's I don't understand. Like, how was this guy? You got to remember, you know? this was the, this was the Kang that got beat by all the other. Kings. Right, right, right. And exactly. so they're all more powerful than he is. So like True. it gets convoluted when you start talking about Kang because there's so many different variants and so many right. different like versions of him that like yes you know where you will see Kang pop up maybe sorry to cut you off it just popped in my head uh, Fantastic Four I'm Fast thinking. X no <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> Four you're definitely gonna see him you have to I feel like you have I to I mean they have a they have a huge connection especially with um, Richard I mean, this Reed is basically a Fantastic uh, Four movie just. With Ant Man and his family replacing the, the Richards. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. you know, the, the so like where this movie really shines is in the middle, right? Because the ending kind of, kind of like well, was like eh, to me. Yes, and, and no. there were some problems with the ending for me, and there were some problems with the beginning for me. But like once they get into the quantum realm, and that whole period before like the final battle was really, really good in my opinion. So I got problems you know? there, man. I got visually, I agree. It was fantastic. I, everyone, everyone you met, I had no problems with. 
but I hate to sound like I'm just complaining about everything, but like Janet, we're here for. Janet uh, Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Van Dean. Like, I, I just, her, I thought her whole story was just ridiculous. So here's my problem. And, and at the end of yeah. Ant-Man 2, she's willingly sending Scott into the quantum this realm. Is, this is the plot hole I was talking about. Go right. Ahead. So she's she's yeah. basically like, yeah, let's go harness some energy. Go ahead. And then she, I mean, the argument online is that he went into a time vortex, not the quantum realm. But that's not true. They went into the quantum realm and she went to the quantum realm. Not to get sucked into a time vortex. So we'll just eliminate that counter argument right away. She willingly sent him into the quantum realm to, to harness energy. And I get she wasn't sending him deep into the quantum realm and all that jazz, but still, she was he doing didn't it. Through the void. He was involved. Right. He didn't pass through the void. Here, they, they, she hears that they're sending a beacon down to the quantum realm. Immediately, she's like, turn it off. What are you doing? You can't touch the quantum realm. Yeah. How dare yeah. you? I just want to forget it even exists. And I'm like, but wait a minute. You were just experimenting with it with your husband. Right. Just before Infinity War. So, like, that really bothered ghosts. me. What is that? To save to ghosts. Save ghosts. Yeah. Someone that she really has no connection with anyway. So that really yeah. bothered me. And then the other thing that bothered me, and this is something a lot of movies do, and it's just a silly kind of writing shortcut that just pisses me off. When, when I'm, a character knows some major information that could save everyone's life and just won't tell them. Because in their own mind, they want to just forget it, that, that they know it, or they have I a bad protecting history, you. or whatever. I hate that so much. Such a stupid thing to do. And fine, she doesn't want to talk about it when she's on Earth with her family. Okay, now you're in the quantum realm, and you got to figure out a way out. And you don't know how to get yeah. out. Like, maybe now you should take three minutes and just go, look, there's a guy down here who's going to fuck all our shit up. You need to yep. listen to what I'm saying. I have a history yeah, here. Blah, blah, blah. I hate that. And the whole scene... You know, I think the first time it was ever done in cinema was funny. The scene where they're being approached by menacing looking people and she's like, I got this under control. They have a quick fight and then they hug it out because they're really just friends and they were just fucking around with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Han Solo and Lando Calrissian did it, I guess it was kind of funny, but it's not it's not a, a smart scene. It's a dumb thing to write. Why wouldn't she say, no, I yeah. know these people. Don't worry about it. Like yeah. that kind of stuff really irritated me with her character. Yeah, and the, the, the fact the that they focused on so the biggest show problem and what's yeah. what sucks is michelle pfeiffer's great i was gonna say that the, the uh, this movie for her was like two different movies like yes she was fantastic in what she was doing and like navigating you know the quantum realm and like really being the guide but then at the same time she was just a complete <laughs> disaster as right. far as like relaying information really explaining why it, it, it's terrifying down here right. because she's the only one that lived it her weird relationship with bill murray <laughs> like, which, it was it's just a pointless God, I, I mean so i kind of i kind of like that part it was listen no, bill murray's bill no murray right <laughs> but it was like anytime you had bill murray into something it immediately brings the property up he was great like, he, he was funny as shit I, i'll admit that 100 he made me laugh and it, whatever but it was a pointless venture why couldn't again yeah we were just talking about how Modoc really didn't Modoc through the movie. Right there, instead of adding Bill Murray's character and that whole stop off at the cantina, because that's basically what it was, have him track him down. Have Modoc track him down, I mean. Maybe have him kill the, the freedom fighters or I don't know. Just yeah. have him yeah. be a part of that versus introducing Bill Murray, who, from what I can tell, is not going to be a part of any other MC movie going forward. It was just just no reason. Like for our, I mean, he'll, he'll be in the quantum realm for the rest of whatever. Right. If, if he a lived, a scene that really irritated me. It was and Canto I, Bite I, all over again. Sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> and I, I mentioned this to Chris privately after the movie because I, I don't think you saw it yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when Ant Man and Cassie, when they get captured by by the yes. rebels, oh right? my god! I'm glad you Bro, said it. It pissed me off in the theater too. It pissed me off because they capture them and bring them back to their rebel camp, right? And then all of a sudden, Kang's uh, hunters come looking for them. And, and the leader's like, you led them right to us. Well, like giving them all this shit. And they're like, apolog- like half the movie was them apologizing for them, you know, yeah. giving up yeah. their base. And it's like, no, you brought them to your base yeah. when you should have. No told have. you to bring them there. <laughs> like, like, it, it made no yeah. sense to me. It irritated me, man. I, I mean, was like, why I mean, are you complaining? I mean, you literally that. brought them here. Yeah, the Freedom Fighter thing aspect of this whole movie was kind of like, it, it seemed it seemed forced upon us yes. for obvious social justice reasons because they yes, were not 100%. hiding that at all. Um, and it wasn't, it really didn't need to be that way at all. You know what I mean? Um, really what it was, was just a setup so they could have some giant battle at the end of the movie. That's, that's yeah, but you could have done that without, without them being right. like dicks about it. You know what I mean? And, yep. Honestly, at no. the end of the movie, Ant-Man could have just been turned into drink, the giant. Drink, 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 man. It's the ooze. Drink been, the yeah. ooze. Drink the ooze. Yeah. No, but really, at the end, Ant-Man could have just become giant man, fucked up Kang's machine, and then they could have had like a four or five on one fight. It would have, you know, would have been a much more badass kind of scene. But you know, the freedom fighter. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but you wanted to show Kang's army, right? And you but then, can't. But you have the ants. So th- this is what bothered me is that you didn't need the freedom yeah. fighters because Hank already had the ants. So it could have been like how we needed how we got stop them. I don't know. And the Hank could have been like, oh, guys. Like I ah. still think you needed the freedom fighters. Like you needed somebody to like be fighting against Kang. Also, no. You, you, you know, know why they you know why they were introduced? I'm gonna tell you right now. The reason they were introduced is because when Quantum uh, uh, Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars comes out and we get our inevitable portal scene where all the heroes come together. To fight whatever the main it's bad guy the is, freedom fighters. One of the portals is going to be the freedom fighters from the quantum realm. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. what's what's the problem with that? I guess it's you no know? problem. We we see the writing on the wall. <laughs> like, you know, the like juice, they're, they're world the building juice. here, guys. Like let them world the build a little bit. Drink the ooze. Yeah, drink no, the I mean, ooze. Drink the ooze. Like, I was. I, you get you guys play high on life. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I played a, a decent chunk of the beginning. I'm about that, halfway through. That drink the juice thing was direct from high on life. That was straight out of that. Yeah. But now, is yeah, that a good or a bad thing? Because clearly, I know the writers of Rick and Morty, or one of the writers, helped write this show, the movie. And yeah. clearly, he just took moments from Rick and Morty, from High on Life, from that whole style, and brought I mean, from every movie. This yeah. was like a live action Rick and Morty without the best 100%. characters in Rick and Morty, which 100%. are Rick and Morty. I was waiting for Rick to show up at some point. <laughs> yeah, like I was waiting for a version well, I guess of Dan Harmon. Uh, it's not not a, a likable person right now. So yeah, I guess not. Yeah, um, do that. I think it's the other guy, right? I don't think it's Dan Harmon. I think it's the Wait, other guy. Oh no, Dan Harmon. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Chris. No. Uh, yeah. No, Dan Harmon's the one who got who's in trouble. I don't know. It was one of them. I don't think so. Um. Anyway, but like, as far as an Ant Man movie goes, this have more stakes than all the other Ant Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The best villain out of all the Ant Man movies. Well, so speaking of the right? best villain, though, because I have a picture of Kang up too. The other thing that pissed me off. And again, this is something a lot of movies do, and I guess it's meant to be the hubris of the villain and all that stuff is going to come back to haunt them. But like Kang gets the engine, right? Ant-Man shrinks it down, which can we just talk about how that was nonsense? I I like the improbability part of it. Like that was an interesting uh, kind of aspect to add to it. And 
you know that all the Ant Man's Ant Men working together because their their singular goal was to get back to Cassie. All that was cool, mm-hmm. but he shoots a, a you know a, a shrink disc at the engine and it just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. So then the next step is just to shoot more of them, I, and then it worked. And I was like, okay, that kind of was pointless. That bothered me. No, but- it made it, it made sense in the fact of that Janet used like six discs to to enlarge it. Yeah, but they were shooting one at a time, and it's not like the first disc sort of got through and burned away. It didn't get through at all. So why would more discs get through? That just doesn't make sense to me. But that's you know whatever. I'm nitpicking, fine. But then Kang gets the engine and has them, could kill them easily, and goes. You survived here. Let's see how they do. And I was like, oh, that's just the dumbest, the dumbest thing yeah. that a bad guy does. And it happens a lot of times in movies. So it's not just an Ant-Man well, thing. But I mean, we have to stop with this. It's just a stupid thing to do, especially but, when you're supposed to be one of the smartest villains that they faced. Yeah. But here's the thing about Kang, right? He's so above everybody else that he he feels unbeatable right so for him he doesn't have to like get his hands dirty at that moment he's just like fuck them like they don't even matter like they don't See, even they, matter you say he's he doesn't have to get his goal, hands dirty but then he, he has then he has to then he has to no but, no no right? but you you say that he doesn't have to get his hands dirty right because he's above them I, fine, in that I moment in that no moment. but i agree with you 100 in that moment he yeah. doesn't have to do it if only he had a machine that was like designed only for killing <laughs> to kill the heroes yeah, but, of but the movie. Cassie told that guy not to be a dick anymore. This is before that, though. Oh this is before he that. stopped being a dick. <laughs> no, but so this is before stupid. that, though. You see what I'm saying? So though? It's like it's like he, he literally has a machine that everyone's talking about how deadly this thing is. You have your heroes that are stranded now. No help, no anything. Send him. You didn't have to, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm nitpicking. I know I am, but like, well, it's it's more just, along it the consistency, you know. It's it's not even it's not even that they're so beneath him that he doesn't have to get his hands dirty. It's so it's so beneath him that like they don't have to worry like, about it. whatever they do. It doesn't matter because he has the machine, so it doesn't matter what they do. He yeah, can kill I mean, them. He can let them the, live. The easy it doesn't matter. Like it's just he's got the machine and that's all that matters. Right. Once he has the machine, he knows he can conquer all of the universes. Right. And that was, that I don't, was, I'm not, I have no way of really disagreeing with you. I just, it didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like those, yeah, those moments. It's, so it's a preference me. thing. I, I get yeah. it. Like yeah. this movie did a lot of very standard things that every other movie does that aren't the best ways to tell a story. Yeah. hundred percent. But for me, like the world building of the quantum realm was amazing to me. Um, I really like Cassie. The dynamic of yeah. her, like getting into her powers and stuff, was really I can see really her well being done. A new uh, Ant Man, you know, for the future for sure. Yeah, Although, uh, I feel like the Wasp hasn't really been given enough. So enough, uh, what I'm new, excited for sidelined here. What, what I'm excited for is I want to see. I now, like now I can't wait to see Cassie and Kate Bishop together. Yeah, you I feel like that's gonna and, be a good. Dynamic. Like I, I'm excited for that now. Like this. This made me excited for Young Avengers because I can't like, wait yeah. for them to announce Ant Man four and they're gonna call it the Wasps. It's just gonna <laughs> be Janet. It's, it's just gonna be Janet, Cassie, and Hope. Now Cassie's like, Cassie's name is Thatcher. Listen, uh, Kamala Khan's name is not had, Marvel. She also has a name Stinger, so they might go with Stinger. Um, but oh, there you go. You ruined my like, joke. I'm, 
I, I know. I and know. That, but then he brought it back to your joke. Yeah, I brought it back to your joke, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, my thing is, uh, like, that makes me excited for the future of the MCU. Like, being able to see Kamala Khan, Kate Bishop, uh, Cassie yeah. Lang, and, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be the honest. rest of the... People complain about Phase Four. Clearly, Phase Four was just about building up characters that are going to be big deals down yeah. the road. You know, we all have our issues, but like, I have full faith that at some point, all the complaints we do now and all the problems we have, we're just going to be like, no, the MCU is just fantastic Hopefully. and fuck everybody. Hopefully. You know, King I have, I have is a, just going to make me get giddy in my seat again. I ha- so uh, on MVP this weekend, I, I went down like a, a thought process that I've been having. And I want to pose it to you guys. Go for it. Is the current MCU, and I, again, I'm not saying it's struggling number-wise because obviously it's going to succeed on, in the box office, but maybe creativity and execution. Is it? Is the MCU missing the Russo brothers' main direction? Or... or are they missing their their guidance? Because you had three phases, you had three phases leading up to the Russo brothers' conclusion. So everything kind of, even though they had their own stories and their own things, they still had to be on point, leading to that same direction. Um, is that element missing in this saga? Because it's kind of just a, a, seems like a free for all at this point. Right. Well, no. Plex, I'll let you answer first. No, because I'll tell you exactly why. The Russo brothers didn't come in until late phase two. Right? right. We are in was, the first phase of the saga. Early phase two. It was Winter Soldier. Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. And then they weren't really... But I would argue they weren't really relevant until Civil War. Yeah. No, I mean, Winter that's Soldier. true also. No, Winter Soldier was their movie, but Civil War is when... Yeah, but was Winter Soldier... I mean, I, I understand what I think. Winter Soldier isn't as good as it does. They don't give the Russos Civil War, right? Well, yeah, but but well, but your question, I mean, Fred, is like they had almost like an overall story for the last say four episodes, four episodes, four movies of the MCU Infinity Saga, right? Like, but the other movies were impacted because you have to of the direction. Right, but I'm saying that doesn't matter until they did Civil War. At that point, everything else needed to link yeah. up with the story of Civil War set up directly link up. Yeah, Infinity. yeah, yeah. So I think, and I, and I, agree. I agree. I don't think it matters until that. And my, and my thing is that. You have to look at this like we're in the we're in phase one all over again, right? Well, phase one phase was four was phase one, right? Now phase, now we're in phase, phase two, phase one. Well, I mean, yeah, but phase four was also like we talked about this at one point where like the the phase four felt more of like a reboot thing yeah. that they're trying to do. That was phase one. They introduced a lot now of we're, characters and also now phase we're, two. They're gonna hone it in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, we're gonna hone it five, in. I mean. And then phase Whatever. six, I think, is going to be more what you're, just, again, what you're describing here, where we'll get yes. a very specific, like, that's now we're sprinting to Kang Dynasty. Yeah, I agree with I mean, that. Keep like, in mind, Fred, that I'm still looking at all this, like phase one, which was kind of yeah. all over the place. Well, yeah, I mean, but keep in mind that the guy who, who create, directed Shang-Chi is the one who's directing Kang Dynasty. So yeah. they have somebody in mind to kind of steer the ship to make sure it lines up. I just don't think. I, to my point before, I don't think his input's going to be as crucial until we're into phase six, until we're in those last, say, five movies, and we're and we're running now to Kang Dynasty. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, I, you know, that's a guess. I really have no idea. Yeah, I do think to your point that uh, 
creativity wise and execution wise and all that stuff. Not that it's not there, but uh, it definitely is, you know, we're so used to these high, high bar setting levels of visuals and storytelling and, you know, um, uh, action scenes, excuse me, and stuff like that, that I don't think it's, it's harder to impress us is basically what I'm trying to say. So, you know, I think personally, because there are so many new characters and so many new properties and everything like that, they've been trying to find new creators and directors for all these things. And I think they missed the bar with a bunch of them. I think they found some great people for, for others, you know, and I think that's where the disconnect is feeling. And that's what they did in phase one. Right. Like they were right. trying different people, like Kenneth Branagh directing Thor, like, uh, you know, whoever, I don't remember who directed Almost the first like trying to find the right person that they can yeah, go like, forward with. You're saying like Favreau directed Iron Man one and two, but then like he was off for three and, and they had to bring in Shane black. So it was kind of like, they're still looking for, who the voice of the MCU going forward is going to be where I think this movie missed the mark with connecting, which they could have easily done is one of those after credit scene, instead of showing us the fucking Loki thing, what boggles my mind about the end of this movie is that there is no world after Scott Lang went through what he went through in Endgame, where he doesn't pick up that phone and calls anybody. Right. Tell somebody. Anybody. Any single person in the Avengers, he could have called fucking Rocket Raccoon for all I cared. And been like, hey, we might have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, just so you know, I think I killed somebody who can travel the multiverse. Like he knows Doctor Strange. (laughs) Call him and be like, yo, you know, well, Doctor Strange, I'll give him I'll give him credit with Doctor Strange. He's He's all fighting incursions, he's off world, right? So they should have put a line in there saying he tried. He can't call Bruce Wong. Wong? Oh, yeah, you can't call Bruce, who basically knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. Call Wong. You can't call Bruce. Wong. Like he can't call right. any of these guys and be like, "Hey, we may have a big fucking problem right. on Hawk our hands here." Call Hawkeye. You know, like uh, Captain I- America, <laughs> the new Captain America. You can call real him. shits, lads. I agree. Nineteen eighty nine Toyota. Thank you, bro. What does it say? Hell Toyota. Yeah. Hell yeah. Appreciate uh, you. Highest. That's a highest. Um, Is that how you say it? I'm bad with names. <laughs> I apologize, but uh, I agree. Like, that was my biggest problem at the end of this movie. Like, he's walking up the street. They're doing the redo of, like, the beginning of the movie. He's like, yeah. And he acknowledges. I wonder if if that guy's going to come back and destroy everything. He literally acknowledges that maybe he didn't save the day. Like, that, like, I wanted to fucking throw something at the screen at that point. Like, I was so mad at that. Like, pick up the phone. Fucking call somebody, dude. Like, you were an Avenger. You, were, you went to end game. You saved the world. You saved the universe, right? You were one, the guy that was trapped in the quantum zone for five years. The quantum realm for five years. Right, you should have a little more respect where you can actually call somebody and yeah, and like you came back. You came back and came up with the time heist idea in a, in a way. You know, at some point, like you know that what you just went through in the quantum realm with Kang is a big fucking deal. Thanos level deal. Yeah. How are you not picking up that phone and being like, we have a problem? Like, mm-hmm. somebody you, uh, come help me. Can I tell you what my problem is with the way it ended? Because my biggest problem with the movie overall is the way it ended. Besides the fact yeah, that he too. kills Kang essentially, you know, quote unquote kills Kang. My yeah. biggest problem is that when him and Hope finally beat Kang and the portal closes and all that stuff and they're hugging each other, I thought to myself, Yo, that's a crazy way to end it. Like, you know, maybe nobody died, 
but now they're in the quantum realm. This is where, this is where they were stuck. Like, you know, that's awesome. Cause now they also two reputable people, meaning specifically like your, to your point, Ant-Man already saved the universe. Like he's not around to kind of corroborate any stories about this guy who can Mm -hmm. travel the universe. And then you could add Cassie going around. I need help to get trying to get some sort of help. And people are like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, you're the, you're the, the, the new Ant-Man, like relax. We don't take you seriously. And she runs into Kate Bishop. So that was awesome. Like that was a really good way to end it. And then all of a sudden Cassie types a few number, you know, keys on a keyboard hits enter because that's basically how all people use a keyboard in the, in the real world. And all of a sudden the portal opens up and I was like, they go through this whole thing. They go through this whole thing to open up a portal. And then after that, it was like, Oh, now we just hit control. delete. It turns out you just, you just needed windows 95. And then yeah. you just Listen, answer. You, you, guys, yeah. you guys keep going because I got a couple more thoughts, but I really have to pee. Sorry. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> All right. No, but I uh, yeah. uh, I was very, very, very. I'm going to remove him from the uh, from the thing because he doesn't need to be here. I was very annoyed with that. I thought that that almost ruined. It was annoying. I wouldn't say ruined the movie, annoying. but that almost that really, really knocked the that movie down a few notches because to me. It made it just the was stakes, such a. It took a, such an it, interesting it, way to end it, you know, and it, it lessened it. the stakes. Like it, it just was like now, now they're stuck there. Now there's a real problem, and right. we have to go through this. And it, it was erased in a second. And it in just a second, makes sense. That was my thing too. It's one thing if you show her tr- like it would have been fine if they showed her putting a few things together, struggling buttons, like struggling, enter, and a portal like sparks but doesn't open. Yeah, and it's almost like okay, so that's how they're gonna get them but we don't know how long they're going to be in the quantum realm for. But instead it was right at that moment. Okay, let's go home. And I'm like, but what? They, that what bothered me though, like, th- yeah, her, her hitting a keyboard opens a portal that bothers me because to open the portal to begin with, they needed, they needed Kang's engine, right? You need <laughs> Kang's engine. They use Kang's you engine so to much open stuff. the portal. And then they shoot Kang into the engine and shrink it infinitely, <laughs> infinitely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, another portal opens and everything's okay in the world. And it was like, right, this, this yeah, just no, doesn't make sense. Plus, like, none of that made any sense. First, what didn't make sense too is that when they first opened that portal from the Earth side, it wasn't like they were sent into the middle of the quantum realm, nowhere near Kang's headquarters. Now she hits a few buttons. There's nothing on Ant Man's side that's kind of like connecting with whatever she's doing. Yeah. And it opens up right there in the middle of the room. I guess. I guess. I guess the argument is that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Yeah, I was going to say Janet could probably know where the coordinates are. Or however, the hell that I don't know, man. Works. It just well, they, they did. Really they did listen. mention. They did mention maps. Like, if we can get a map of the quantum realm, we can pinpoint everything exactly. But yeah, I I don't re- remember them actually getting a map. But would have saved it. Honestly, no, they didn't yet. That was all. the problem. They sent out the beacon and got sucked into the quantum realm. What would have saved that ending? No, I'm saying at the at the end of the movie, like they didn't. Oh, yeah, the yeah, movie, yeah. they yeah. didn't get a map, and then she was still able to pinpoint their location yeah. for the. No, but honestly, what would have saved that ending would have been played exactly like it is. Right? She hits a few buttons. She hits enter. We cut to Ant Man and Wasp. Portal opens up, and they go, "Okay, let's go home." They walk through. They come to Earth years in the future, where it's like. They they feel like they were just there for a few minutes, but nah, I would I would have hated that though. Oh, I would have really made more sense. I don't know. It it been better, I can't deal with any more better. time jumps in this in this well, freaking what if, franchise. But what if they walked out of the portal and they were on a different I'm, Earth? I'm telling you, this? I'll, you guys are making it way more complicated than it needs no, to be. No, no, no. All he has to do is make a phone call at the end. Well, I'll do one. I agree with I agree with you. What if what if they walk through the portal and when they come through the portal, they're at the beginning of the movie. 
when they fir- when Cassie is first showing them that there's a, a portal there, this and they is- they right away are just like whoa 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 we're not doing this and they stop it and now all of a sudden there's two Ant Men and and going forward now with the not uh, uh, a- of course thing that well, why not that why not? We, have, we, have a count- we have a council of Ricks doesn't that create a yeah. time loop well no because then they never it go down and an defeat incursion, which we know incursions That's are already point, happening. Though. Because they of cause an incursion. That's my point. I don't know. They could, uh, that's, listen, that all sounds they did, way more complicated that, that, than it needs that to be. That incursion could have <laughs> furthered the story that Doctor Strange has to do. I mean, we're, we're getting Secret Wars, right? So the incursion could have been the beginning yeah. of getting us to Secret Wars. You know what I mean? That's Yeah, but like, we're getting Kang Dynasty first. Kang Dynasty is yeah, going to lead us to Secret yeah, Wars. Yeah, but we don't know how long an incursion takes. Maybe an incursion takes fucking decades. Apparently and years, according to Doctor Strange, because he's been gone off world forever at this point. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, you know but my, my point is they could have done it better. I, I I hated that they removed. Listen, there was definitely a bunch of different ways they could have ended this yeah. movie. I just think, yeah. uh, I think, no, especially end, for this movie, not making it as complicated scene, is a smarter idea. The, the end credit scene should have been him picking up a phone or driving to. I, I'll be whatever. honest with you, it didn't even have to be an end credit scene. It could have just been him right. at the end, like going on that walk, having that same inner monologue, and then being like. Shit, I should really call somebody. You don't even have to see yeah, the yeah. conversation. You can just see him true. scrolling through his phone and lands on like Bruce or like whatever. Yeah. You know, green guy, whatever. 100%, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Whatever he would have him in his phone as and just being like, hello. And then yeah. just end it there. Yeah. You know, you could have just Rody. done that. You're right. anybody, anybody. Literally anybody. Yeah. You have Captain America just sitting there, like waiting for his next Sam Wilson. Movie. He's just like, he's like, come on, guys, yeah. still around. Yeah. Cap used to yeah. be important. What about me? I don't think he would have <laughs> called. Oh, actually, he could have called Sam. You don't right. exactly. Actually, you don't even see the phone. You don't even see who he's calling. He just answers. He goes, hello. He goes, what's up, Tic Tac? That's yeah. all you would need. Cut. And then you're like, Cut. oh, Cut shit. Yeah. Like it's leading yeah. into Captain America, New World Order. Let's go. Yeah. 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 I just don't um, see after what happened with Endgame that there's a reality where Scott doesn't make a phone call to somebody. Well, that's that's the Agreed. problem that they've kind of been running into more and more as the heroes have grown, right? Is that they all know each other. So how are yeah. you just not constantly calling each other? Yo, I, I got Kingpins in my neighborhood. You know, I'm Daredevil. Yo, it's Daredevil. Kingpins in my neighborhood. Spider-Man, come on. Uh, well, that's been like a comic like, thing forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah <so laughs> they deal with their yeah. own shit, but... When with something like this, it would and you're connecting. It should have they yeah. should have had a phone call or something. What they should have done, and this is kind of like out, a little out there, but for it would have been funny to me. Is time is non-existent in the quantum realm, right? So mm-hmm. you don't know what time you're in. Blah blah blah. Right? Well, no, they're very they're very like careful to tell us they don't know how time works. Yeah, they told yeah. us that, like well, time's funny so, here. We yeah, Michelle we've been for days, we've been years. For years. We don't know. Yeah. Which is their cop out way of being like whatever. What I what would have been funny to me is if you saw the variance of Scott Lang when Hulk was trying to shoot him in time and you saw yeah. baby Scott come out of like a yeah. portal somewhere. Yeah. Like and you saw like old man Scott and like yeah, that would have been funny. did that. I thought that would have been funny, but that's that absolutely would have been funny. Randomly throwing it out there. But, but like anyway, it, 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 you know. For the most part, I thought the movie was good, though. Like, I really did. I really enjoyed it. I, 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 was I enjoyed the movie one hundred percent. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite Ant Man because I'm, 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 I. For me personally, I love heist movies, and that first Ant Man just hit different. It, it was just a different yeah. animal yeah. to what we were used to in the MCU, yeah. and I really appreciated that. 
Um, was the villain in this one better? Absolutely. But it's it still, I don't know. It, it felt more grounded, even though it was silly Ant-Man stuff. It felt more grounded where this one has the silly element to it. And I, I, I appreciated the original better. I think we'll get a, I feel like right now my, my take on this, my rating is a six and a half out of 10, but depending on what we yeah, get I moved going to like forward, a six, eight. yeah, but I'm like still at we, seven, five. I really, I like feel like, I feel like what, what we get going forward <laughs> and how it connects to the story threads that were introduced here is going to almost determine how much I like this in the future. You know what I mean? I'll definitely watch yeah. it again. Which is saying something because I haven't watched Thor four or Doctor Strange two since they've yeah. been on Disney Plus. This one I watched comes Wakanda, on Disney though. Plus. Wakanda forever, hundred percent. Like this one comes yeah, out on man. Disney Plus, and I'll watch this right away. But those yeah, two, you know what I mean. So like, I clearly enjoyed it enough. But yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna yeah. watch it again. I'm looking um, forward to Kang versus. I'm uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping the further along we go in MCU, the more important this movie feels. Yes, that's I mean, that's exactly I, I, what I'm trying to say. but see, that's yeah. what that's what this movie gave me though. At the end of it, was that I did feel that this had a lot more setup in it than a lot of the movies that we've gotten so far, as far as the future yeah. of the MCU is concerned. A like bit, it, yeah. it gave us the setup for Kang. It gave us what we're going to be seeing with Kang. You know, it gave us a version of Kang that was completely badass and shows how powerful he can really be, and then. With the end credits scenes, I'm glad that we got two. So it gave us an idea of where Loki 2 is going. It gave us Cassie. You know, it gave when us the excitement. Do, of- do we know? Later this year. Is yeah. it later this year? Or yeah. is it beginning? Is this year? Tw- is this no, year? I'll, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure it's 2023. Yeah. It's got to be soon. They've been filming it for a while. Um, So I think go- moving I forward, I think this was a good movie as far as setup is concerned. I just feel like the whole movie was just set up for the future of the MCU. Yeah, middle of 2023. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, it's a two-part question. Uh, one is, are we going to get another Moon Knight season before the saga is wrapped up? And if the answer is yes, are we going to get Tut Kang in that Moon Knight show? No. I think you get Tut Kang so. in uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's where his his Raman Tut. Oh, I gotta remember this off the top of my head. Raman Tut, I think, I believe, is Reed Rich is not Reed Richard. Uh, Richard Reed. Uh, yeah, he's a variant of Richard. Yeah, Nathaniel. he's a variant. Nathaniel Richards. No, Reed Thank Richards. You. Oh, Nathaniel Richards. Okay. No, Nathaniel Richards, uh, who is the grandson of Reed Richards that goes back in the past. I want to say. Something along those lines. I, I gotta, I gotta remember because the Kang stuff gets really fucking all yeah. over the place. Um, so uh, Raman Tut has a big, big, big tie to Fantastic Four, though. So if if we saw him anywhere, it would be Fantastic Four. I don't think it'll be Moon Knight. Okay. I don't think we. I think we get another season of Moon Knight, but I think uh, it almost feels like if we get that, it might be right before Kang Dynasty and stuff. But it'll. Like, I think it'll it be. be for I, think it, I think it'll be before Blade. Uh, maybe because maybe. you tie Moon Knight into Blade better than you tie him into Kang. Yeah, right now. yeah, that's true. I, I you I know, keep, I forget. I keep forgetting there's a Blade movie. I, I was just trying to make the yeah. the Egyptian connection. So I yeah, like the it's really Knight. not like uh that version of Kang doesn't really have any connection to Moon Knight at all. I know it seems like he would because of the Egyptian side of things, but it's more connected to Fantastic Four and the Avengers than than anything else. 
Um, okay. Like well, Scarlet Centurion and Immortus, I mean, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know where they could pop them up in. My like the other thing that we're gonna have to find out is with Guardians coming out soon, we're gonna get I think a similar movie to this in the way of them setting up the galactic side of everything. I don't know if we're gonna get a lot of Kang in the galactic movies. Right, he doesn't really belong there. But like, I mean, he, I mean, he kind of, but he could belong ways, anywhere though. technically yeah. because he's Kang. But like, he doesn't really belong there. So it's like, wh- well, you could, I feel we, like you could use Fantastic Four. Eh, not really. I really don't know. The, I really don't the know. problem, I, yeah, I just, we gotta wait and see what happens. We see him more and more and more, and they continue yeah. to build up this threat. But I, like, I agree with you. I don't really see easy spots for him to hop in. Yeah, right now, like, you know? Loki Season 2 will probably give us more information about all of this than anything will. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll get Guardians, which will give us the galactic side of things, but we have to see which way they're going in that aspect of things. And they pushed the Marvels back, right? They pushed it back they, to November? They pushed it back November. to November, yep. yep. And replaced okay. it with a, a Disney movie. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I thought they might do that anyway because their slate has always been like February, March. You know, when they do three, it's usually February, March, then July, then like November. When they do four, it's like early February, May, yeah. July, you know, November. So I figured they were going to be moving something back. Um, I mean, the Marvels should give us an idea about the more galactic side. I think Kang could possibly show up in the Marvels. That might be yeah a through line somewhere. Sure. Um, but we, I, it's so difficult right now because we have so little information about everything. Because and now we have so many characters to really think about, like where they're going to be popping up next and everything. Like, what's the what's the Disney Plus slate for this year? We have Loki season two, and then what else? Let's pull that up. Because we know the only movies, the only other movies we're getting are Guardians and Marvels, right? Yeah, Guardians, Marvels, and then we have a uh, everything coming to Lo- Disney Plus in twenty twenty three. Loki, kind of forever. There's What If season two is coming out this year. Secret Invasion is coming out this year. Oh, okay, Secret, so Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, um, Echo is technically supposed to come out summer of this year. So Echo is supposed to come out before Loki, but I think it doesn't seem like that's happening now because we've heard nothing about Echo. So Loki season two, yeah, will be the summer show. Um, the Marvel I mean, Echo's gonna uh, set up Daredevil more anyway. Ironheart is definitely not coming out this year. There is the X Men '97, is the the continuation of the X Men cartoon. Yeah, but that's that's also like another. That's probably later. You know, this year. so it's really not uh, much. So Agatha Covenant Chaos is next year, and then it, it moves on from there. Um, so yeah, that might that might deal with Kang a little bit. Maybe Scarlet Centurion. You know, um, that version of Kang, like it, it's possible. You know, so I, I there's no real clear through line on where this is going to be going yet, which I was hoping that we were going to get more of an idea of that. Right. Like me too, me too. But well, I guess the clear through line we got is that we're not dealing with Kang the Conqueror necessarily. We're dealing with the the Council of Kangs. The Council of Kangs. That's the, yeah, uh, that's the, which is the, the real. Which I thought they were going to kind of do anyway, because like Kang the Conqueror. You know, as strong as he is, and everything like that, like the Council of Kangs is really what you have to worry about, right? You know, so we'll but, see how it goes. Anyway, uh, I got nothing else about Ant Man. You guys got? If there's anything last things you want to throw in there, let me know. Three. I think that's. Uh, I, think that's we, we, I mean, we deep dove the shit out of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, 
thank you for everybody in the chat for jumping in. Thank you for anyone who watched. If you like this kind of stuff, like and subscribe. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, yeah. Twitter, all you know the whole nine. GGE Network, Generational Gaming Entertainment Network, and uh, keep an eye out for everything else that we're doing. We got a lot of stuff in the pipeline for 2023. You guys on Twitch that were watching us every Tuesday, we're here for this podcast. So every Tuesday at 8:30 for Theater Room. Join every us. other week on the weekends for MVP, and then uh, every week we're trying to give you the Oversell Podcast, the greatest uh, wrestling podcast on the internet, and uh, in the world, sir, in the world. In the world, I apologize. Well, the internet's yeah. the world, right? I guess it's kind of the same thing. I guess. Um, yes. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see you guys next week with another uh, theater room episode. We're approaching episode eighty, uh, kind of climbing up in those numbers there, and uh, have a good one. Later. Later.